Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Maccas. The McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas. This week, our guest is former Australian cricketer Ryan Harris. You're, um, you're talking about your injuries. Again, we were uh, we were talking to a friend of the show, Brad Haddon, the other day. Mm. Like, he was basically saying that when – I want to get to, obviously, you. I don't want to jump, jump straight to your bloody retirement, but it was just off the back yeah. of you uh, being injured. He yeah. had sort of said to us that you'd been bowling, and you're like, geez, my knee's sore. Geez, my knee's sore. Just kept going, though, like finished the day. And then you went for scans, and they were like, your knee was like completely broken the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember that was always yesterday. It's, it's eight years ago now. But I missed the tour of the West Indies because we had, um, we're having our, my first child, we had Carter. And um, so I didn't go there. So I sat back, I stayed back in Brisbane, trained, got myself in the best shape I've ever been, ready for this Ashes series, ready to go over and finally win an Ashes in England. Um, got over there, had a few, a few bowls. Um, and then we had this practice game. I think it was a four, it was a four day game at Kent. I probably bowled, I can't remember if it was first, I think it must have been second innings. And I reckon I'd probably bowl 13 or 14 overs and I just bowled the biggest pile ever. <laughs> and I'm trying to bowl for a spot in the first test. And I'm and this is again, I, I never really worried about being picked or not picked. Because I was always, if I bowl well enough, I'm going to be picked. And if I'm not, then the other blokes bowl better. So I've never really, but this time I had this little, I just wanted to make sure I wanted to be in that first test. In my 15th over, I was running the bowl and I felt a little click on my knee. And I knew my knee pretty well. I knew where it hurt, it was okay, damaged badly enough. I knew that as well. But it was sort of in the front, front left of me of my knee, and and it was just getting sore and sore. But I managed to bowl a few. I think I bowled another two overs, then I went off just to check with the physio and he did all the checks, you know, twisted it and and it, with twisting and all that and all the stuff he did, it didn't bring up any pain. So I'm like, he goes, no, you're right. You're good. Keep going. Keep going. So got back out there and I took a Voltara and whatever it was and it was, it was still a little bit sore every now and then. But anyway, I got another opportunity to bowl. I bowled, I think, five of the best overs I bowled. This is good. I'm back. I'm back in the test group, the test team. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But I finished the game and I could barely walk. Gave it, I think, we had another, another game in three, four, four days it was. So... Gave it a day, wasn't wasn't getting better. And then they said, we've got to send you to London, get on the train, go stay in London, get some scans, and then we'll see how it goes. Came back, had to. I wanted to play that second game, so I had to go down in the morning of the game to try and bowl to prove I was fit. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't run in. So knew something wasn't quite right. Uh, the day started, as the day went on, I kept going. I bugged the physio every 10 minutes. So, mate, have you got the scans? Have you got the scans? I'll come and see you when I get the scans. Don't worry about it. Two hours later, he came and grabbed me, yeah, showed me the x-ray, and I just cracked the top of my tibia, I'd sort of crack down the, well, not down the middle of it, but yeah, just had this big crack in it. So basically what had happened with no cartilage, my, my knee was just pounding and and, and forming a, like a, a little hole, like almost like a brittle, um, bone was real brittle and a little hole. And then from that, it's just cracked from there. Yeah, so I, I basically bowled five, six overs with the, with the broken leg, but they were rippers. <laughs> and they were probably the last, <laughs> they were the last overs I bowled, I think. So um, Yeah, that was, like that they was just it. sort of said, hey, they were like, this is... Not something you could yeah. recover from or come back from? Yeah, that's it. Thing or? 
No, no, it was it was basically the damage had been done to my knee. So I had a great surgeon in Melbourne um, who had done everything possible. He'd, he'd taken stuff out of my knee. He'd put stuff in it. Uh, he, he cleaned it out when he needed to. Um, so he he was great. All he, he was all about getting me back on the park because he knew I was coming to probably an end. He, he you know he probably thought to be honest. He said he didn't say this until I was in Melbourne after I was getting it fixed from that episode. That mm. he, he expected that what happened um, to happen probably two or three years before. So he, oh, he said, wow. you've done really well um, getting through to this. But when he, uh, when the physio had sent through the scans to him, um, he looked at them. I got on the phone to him. I said, David, what do you think, mate? He said, mate, I, I reckon you've had a good run. This is it. Like, I, this, this is the time. This is, you know, I can, I can fix it. He said, he's going to fix it. I'll fix it for you. But the, 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 um, what you've done basically because of the hole and because of the brittleness and no cartilage, you're just going to keep cracking it and going through it. So uh, I got back to Melbourne, eventually had, had to take some bone out of my hip, compact it into the bone and, and fix it up. So, um, yeah, that was it. That was my last over. This is All Talk with Hello Sport, and today we are talking with Australian cricketing great. Ryan Harris. Now, Rhino, was that hard to come to terms with? Obviously, you were saying you'd, you wanted to go to England, you wanted to win over there. Um, yep. you know, you'd found a little bit of form in those five overs. Was that was it hard news to to get? Obviously, it was. But was there part of you that deep down knew that maybe your body just wasn't quite right? Yeah, that that was it. Now, deep down, I was waiting for this to happen. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I was, as I said before, I, I'd got. To the best condition of my, of my career, like I was at a good good weight. Um, you know, I was strong. I'd worked so hard on my on my, on my glutes uh, and my quads to get them strong to protect the area. Um, and I guess for me, yes, I sort of deep down I was accepting of it. Probably not straight away, but but I guess um, you know at the forefront of my mind it was like, well, how can that happen now when I'm you know the best of I've trained so hard to protect it. Yeah. I'm so fit. You know, why couldn't it have happened? You know, it, yeah, two years ago. Um, so at the time, it was, it yeah, I put a probably a bit of a front on. I was, I was like, you know what, yeah, this is good. I've, I've played twenty seven tests. I've, I've done way more and exceeded way more, you know, expectations on Test cricket than I ever thought I would. Um, but in saying that, in the back of my mind, I was like, twenty seven is good. What about you know, twenty more would have been you know just amazing. So, well, it, it took me a while to to, to to process it, but I was sort of putting on a bit of a front, I guess. And I, you know. The moment, um, I don't know if had said it, but Chris Rogers tells a story. He, he still he still tells me I'm I'm not retired because I tried to give the speech to you know to the players, and I, I just lost it. <laughs> I couldn't get my words out. I was like a bubbling baby. So you know, because I loved, I just loved that team. I loved being in that in that in that uh, in that team around that around that time, and it was just a a, a great time uh, of my life and and our lives. So. Yeah. Um, that was a mess, but I, yeah, that was it. So I managed to stay on for the first two tests, I think, just to be with the boys. But then, yeah, left there, and again, leaving there was knowing I wasn't going to come back. That was that was bloody hard. I bet um, you were you were, <clears throat> I mean, late bloomer, not the right word necessarily. But you debuted after you were thirty, is that correct? Yeah, for, yeah, for no, late, late bloomer is probably the right word. What do you put <laughs> that bloomer. down to, right? Because it's funny. I mean, oh, and I'm now. I mean, yeah. you give hope to anyone over thirty, not necessarily to someone like myself who's thirty four, but. Well, there is hope. There is still you never hope. say never. No, you never say never. <laughs> yeah. But you're you obviously know. not in the system. You know what I mean? No one <laughs> yeah, knows well, who you are. But <laughs> I can't play very well. Um, yeah. But yeah, like and you know, you saw some like Mike Hussey who debuted at thirty or later, but then you know went on to like have a great career. What did you put it down to? What clicked for you? What changed that meant that you sort of you yeah. Know, 
People will probably listen to this and probably sick of this story, but I was a I was a loose bit of a loose cannon as a young bloke. Um, I didn't mind going out and having a beer and um, you know chasing the skirt. I guess is probably the the best way to put it. Um, so I didn't really look after myself probably in me in my early twenties, um, late teens, early twenties. Um, you know, and I was contracted for South Australia from about oh, from about oh, was I nineteen maybe twenty. Um, you know, I was there for about seven years, and I. I didn't play many games at all. It was only in the last two and a half years that I started playing a few games before I sort of left. But, mm. yeah, so look, I wasn't looking after myself. You know, I, I at one stage lost my contract, um, I think about two years, three years before I left. But then, thank, well, thankfully for me, unfortunately, someone didn't take a contract, didn't uh, agree to one, so I got that one back. So I sort of saw that as a second chance um, that I needed. And, well, that, you know, I, I didn't have much else. I didn't – I finished school, but – wasn't going to uni. Um, I was working, I think, for a mate delivering gas around that time. So I wasn't, you know, doing a huge career um, things. But um, so I guess I saw that as a second chance to to write. I'm, I want to be a um, professional cricket. The coach at the time, Wayne Phillips, who we had a bit of a love-hate relationship at that time. I'm, we, we've been great mates ever since. But, you know, he sat me down and said, mate, you're so lucky you got this second chance. Not many people get it and um, you need to – this is it. It's only one year, so you've only got one year to, to, to impress, um, get yourself sorted out and, and you know, get yourself training. I did. I got myself training, got myself fit, and then it sort of went up from there. And then I, I probably had, um, you know, two and a half well, – I, you know, I injured a knee again, actually, in my left knee uh, at the start of the this one of the seasons. So I had two and a half really good years of South Australia. And then um, oh, some ca- contractual things didn't quite work, and that's why I went to Brisbane. But, um, yeah, I just started bowling well. So – um, I wish I had worked it out earlier. Um, whether I would have played for Australia, probably not, because I think you know um, Lee and all those guys were still around. But mm. um, I just, all, and the other part of moving to Queensland as well is I, I wanted to, my, my dream at that point in time was to, to to win a Sheffield Shield. It was not necessarily huge plans to play for Australia. Uh, although you know when I left Adelaide, it was sort of being spoken about. I was around the mark, but um, I just wanted to. For me, a dream sitting watching the Sheffield Shield on TV, when, you know, watching as a young kid South Australia win it, which is the last time they won it in 96, 95, 96. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to do that. I wanted to win a Sheffield Shield. So moving to Brisbane was probably more that motivation than, you know, I'm going there to play for Australia because I would have played. I think I would have played for Australia if I stayed here. Um, yeah. But it all happened late and that's the thing. So I, I wish I had worked it out earlier, but um, I still, as I said, I still managed to play 27 tests, 19 one days, a couple of T20s. You know, I'm, I'm pretty proud to, to that sit here and say I've done that. So, and you got a baggy grain, which and yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, yeah. Do, do, and I, and I, yeah, ages. Sorry, ask that question. I was going to say, do you put it on every now and then? Just walk around the house? Nah, <laughs> I don't put it on. No, um, I have it sitting in a in my wardrobe, and I, I must admit, I have it in view of every day when I when I get ready for work or whatever I do. I still, I still. Look at it. I've you know mates come over and family come over sometimes that they want to see it. Never never put it on. They're allowed to put it on, but um, they want to touch it and see it. But um, yeah, it's still in it's still in view. Don't worry about that. So. Good. Yeah, love definitely. that. No, you got to have it in view, baby. Well, to be yeah, honest, right. I'd be I'd be flexing around the house. I'm so, I'm shocked you don't. <laughs> You'd be wearing it on the job. Well, you walk around. Yeah, yeah. Starkers. I'll try it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah. How old were you when you fe- when you lost that uh, that South Australia contract? Uh, I would have been probably about twenty three, I think, roughly. Okay, right. What was that like? 23. Like, oh, so was what was that? What was that like meeting? I guess you have where they're like, "Did you think dream over?" I'm. F-? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but and then all of a sudden, I think straight back to. F-. 
why didn't I train harder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, why, why didn't I? Why didn't I say no to a couple of mates on a Friday or Saturday night? You know, just straight away, it's like you're an idiot. You've, you know, it, and, and in those situations, I mean, I've witnessed that over the last couple of years. When you lose a contract or lose something like that, you always like you always blame someone. It's the coaching staff, or it's this or it's that. Where yeah. um, I was straight away, I knew I was like, you've, you're an idiot. You've you had this opportunity and you've you've absolutely it up. And then, but in the space of three days. I got it back. So you didn't have so too much time to wallow. I didn't have too much time to, to what? Yeah, to worry about it. But straight away, it was this is it. This is, I can't. Well, first of all, I couldn't believe I got it back. But this is it. And and to, to be on to be honest, it, it was exactly that. And what you know, for all of a sudden, I probably showed a bit of maturity, <laughs> which I hadn't shown, and and realised what 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 was given back to me. Um, and yeah, and away we went. So um, yeah, I mean, I remember the vaguely remember it. It was just you know that conversation where you called in. You know, it's that time of year, and you know this time where you know this unfortunately we're not we're not going to offer you a contract this year, and you can go back to club cricket and you know try and earn one back and dominate. And I was like, that's all right. Club cricket doesn't pay anything. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, you know, for, for a living. So that was yeah, it. Was a nice period, but again, um, you know, I, I, as I said, I, in the in the space of a few days, I. Thankfully, got it back, and and away we went from there. We've been doing some work with McDonald's this summer, Ryan, and we've been talking about Macca's classics. And but we basically we uh, we were tasked with taking some uh, recreating some classics, uh, like some famous <laughs> catches um, la- the other week, and they've sort of they started playing them out during the uh, the cricket broadcast. Which has been embarrassing and humbling because we didn't take great ones, but and the ones they that we did take, they've they've edited out. They've been put right, on, right. Yeah, they've been left <laughs> on the cutting room floor, mate. Surprise, surprise. Not favourable editing, but we would like to know what your favourite catch of all time. Where now you could be one you've taken, could be one that you've seen taken either when you're actually playing, but putting you on the spot, favourite yeah. catch. There's two that come to mind straight away. And the one of Glenn McGrath where he tries to take it two-handed here in Adelaide actually takes it one-handed on the mm. backward square boundary. Yep. I love that one. The other one would be Booney's catch off Warney's Catrick. Yes. Yep. Yes. Great catch. Two great catches. Now, I'm not going to reveal it. We may or may not have attempted those. I'm not going to say We may or we may not <laughs> We have. cannot. I've also been led to believe that uh, Pigeon was out of position. Um, he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. Had he had he been in position, he talk, you're talking about a regulation down the throat catch. <laughs> Correct. However, yeah. That's right. <laughs> the fact he was out of position creates the drama that we've loved ever since. Yes. Because it's it's an insane catch. It's insane. Yeah. And he's so yeah. gangly that it just looks more in it like uh impossible. Have you yeah. ever taken yeah, one? The fact he took it one-handed. Yeah. Have you ever, t- uh, yeah. Have you ever taken have. one leaping forward like that? Very difficult to do. Um, a couple leaping forward. I'm just trying to think. My best catch would have been. I took a pretty good one off Mitch at Adelaide Oval in that Ashes series in 2013, fine league, which I didn't see until late, and then sort of plucked it out of the air somehow. Um, at pace, obviously, because I, I, I may have been out of position then as well. <laughs> I would have, have been a bit close. Um, probably the best one I took was would have been, I reckon it was in my first game, which unfortunately I don't think it's on any footage of it. But I, at Allen bought a field, I think Andy Bickle hit it and I was running back, again, probably out of position. I was in close and reached back over my head. Dive back over my head and took it one-handed. A bit like oh. Fatty. Remember the Fatty Vaughton one? Yes, yes. Yeah. Not quite as good as that. Not quite as good as that, but similar in, in, in a way there. That, that was probably my best one. But um, 
Catches, yeah. Oh, mate, that's it. That's it. So Happy with them. A couple of good ones. Yeah. Good list. No, yeah. That's, that's a great list. Yeah. Mate, yeah. look, uh, <coughs> thank you very much for coming on. It's been great to chat with you um, and, and share a bit of time. All the best uh, with the summer. Hopefully the yeah. uh, the Big Bash gets back. Is it on tonight? Yeah, we're on tonight. We're, we're playing tonight. Playing Thank the Thunder tonight. And oh, well, we're, good luck. We're, we're, we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready, I can tell you that. All right, showing of the bit. So yeah. we might have a look at you then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we might have a look at you then. All the best. Thanks for chat. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's Legend, been great. Thanks very much. Thanks, boys. Thank you.